1: Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined today by Benny Richardi as we break down the Monday NBA DFS slate. You can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so, and don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny, how did the weekend of DFS NBA trade you, sir?
2: Um actually, pretty good. I hit a good one on Friday night in the uh, in the money ball. Um, I came tenth for you know a, a nice profit on that one. um gave a little bit of it back on Saturday because I decided to double down on the Joe Johnson that was so good for me on Friday night. I then uh, made a little bit of money yesterday with that short four games slate we had. I had a lot of exposure to that Sacramento Boston game because having a lot of exposure to Whoever Sacramento's playing has been very profitable lately, so they're they're kind of becoming the cheat code almost. Which I know you don't like to hear as a Kings fan, but um, in, in DFS, I, I you know I, I put my I put my rooting interest aside. You know I, I stacked against CC Sabathia, even though I'm a Yankees fan a lot this year because I like money more than I like being happy with my team winning.
1: Yeah, I definitely hear you as well. So uh, for me, we um, had a little bit of lineups that we've sort of been consulting each other on, collaborating on, and Saturday was a little bit rough, although I think we made the right choices or, you know, Benny made the right swerves uh, uh, there towards lineup lock. But, you know, that's that's the part of DFS. So the good thing is, is... Um, the one thing that Benny hates is what I like is the short slates because I think I can nail down the options pretty, um, pretty um, accurately and we did just that within with a nice safe cash game lap back and bouncing back on Super Bowl Sunday and here we are on Monday to break down our top picks for today. So we're let's go ahead and jump right into the action here. Benny, we'll start with uh, ten games on tap, big loaded up slate since Sunday was sort of easy peasy for uh, all the NBA action due to the, the Super Bowl, but we're loaded up with here with Russell Westbrook. We've got Chris Paul. We got some big time boys here um, playing doing some big time things here at the point guard position. How do you differentiate between all these options?
2: Yeah, it's kind of tough for me up top because, you know, I like Westbrook, but he is incredibly expensive at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game is very likely to turn into a blowout. And I'm not just saying that because there's a 13-point total here that Vegas has. I'm saying it because Phoenix has lost seven in a row and You know, Oklahoma City has won, like, 13 of their last 15 or something like that. And, you know, like I said, I just really feel like this will be a game where we get three quarters out of Westbrook. I think he's solid for for cash games because I do think he's going to dominate in those three quarters and finish with, you know, 50 to 55, maybe even 60 fantasy points. But, you know, like, if you're looking on DraftKings with him being 11,300, like 60 fantasy points doesn't even cut it anymore. You know, we talked about it last week where – the guy had a triple double and didn't even make five x value, you know. Like that's it's getting to the point where you need absolutely monster games out of him, and I don't think you're going to get that in a game where you know it's very likely that he's not going to play his full amount of minutes. Um, moving down from him, even Chris Paul, you know, there's something that uh, a buddy of mine and I have kind of argued about all season because you look at the numbers and Philly is a team that you should be starting everybody against. But point guards against Philly have underperformed all season long because a lot of those games have turned into blowouts. Um, and when those games turn into blowouts, those guys tend to get a few less minutes. And even though it seems like it should be one of the best matchups in the world, it really hasn't been. So I'm a little nervous about Chris Paul as well. I'm actually looking to spend more in like the mid-tier. I've been coming down to guys like, um, I like Drew Holiday against Minnesota. I think that game is going to stay close. I think it's going to be high-scoring. Uh, when New Orleans plays close, high-scoring games, he tends to be a guy who picks up his production. Um, especially if Tyreek Evans and, and Eric Gordon remain out, you know that they're going to be looking for him. Um, I like Alfred Payton as long as Tobias Harris is out. Again, we talked about it on the season-long podcast that you know they run a short rotation. You know, all these guys, you know, like Alfred Payton and Victor Oladipo and Fournier and Aaron Gordon, they're all playing thirty-five, forty minutes right now. So. If Harris was back, they'd all be playing about 30 minutes because they'd each take a couple minutes from each other. But anytime you get one of those five guys out, you usually wind up seeing the other guys play big minutes. So I think Alfred Payton put up a 40-point fantasy game in his last one. Still pretty cheap. I think he's in play. Um, I think you can look at Jeff Teague. He's been playing a few more minutes. Orlando's been horrible against point guards all season. Uh, Atlanta is a big favorite in this one, so... You know, Teague shouldn't have any problem putting some points up on the board. And then the last guy I'm looking at is Jordan Clarkson. And it basically hinges on when Kobe's out. When Kobe's out, you see Clarkson's numbers go up. You know, even a guy like Julius Randle. I mean, basically, there's more shots that go around to everybody when Kobe's not playing. So if Kobe's not playing, I'm also looking at Jordan Cameron. So the mid-range is probably where I'm going, unless Ish Smith happens to be out. Jordan if Cameron, Ish- the tight end? Oh, uh, Jordan Clarkson. Sorry, oh, did I okay. say Cameron? Well, yeah, he no, used Clarkson. to play
1: basketball at USC, so if he's going to do some off-season work for a team, I mean, that's a super-seeky play, especially in GPPs.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then, <laughs> you know, like, the the only other guy I'm really looking at here is, um, you know, if Ish Smith is out, you know, I know you're a big fan of TJ McConnell. Yes. It looks like Ish is going to be back. They said he was only going to be out one game yesterday, but, you know, we don't have any confirmation either way on that. If Ish is in, I would not play McConnell. Um, but it fishes out, I think McConnell, especially for the price is you know obviously somebody you have to look at and consider
1: yeah, i could de- definitely agree there as well now, the only thing i w- I will say here, aside from the um plethora of options you provided here is i think we definitely need to start looking at getting some exposure to derek Rose um with uh no j b Butler his usage and production has ticked up uh, almost uh triple doubled there two games ago against denver with thirty nine and eight has played 33 minutes or more in past three games and scored 41.25, 54.25 and 42.5. That's all 6.3 X and above overall. So he's really done the same thing that Jimmy Butler always does, which is take it upon himself to take all the shots and be a heavy usage player. So uh, I think he's a nice uh, play uh, for, for, for cash and GPP at seven K uh, today on DraftKings, so something to pay
2: attention to. Yeah, there. you know, you know who else I just realized I forgot to mention. Um, Kyrie Irving, I think, is in play against Sacramento too.
1: Yeah, well, Rajon Rondo. Um, well, everybody's in play against Sacramento. Let's be honest. All right, you know, Craig ELO is in play against Sacramento right now. He's thinking mm-hmm. about ripping the, you know, uh, yeah. Brad Doherty is going to stop doing NASCAR yeah. for ESPN, well, I mean,
2: just so. Especially, Especially if Kevin loves out. I mean, we talked about how the high-usage guys against Sacramento have been putting up just Monster. bonkers kind of numbers. Yeah, just absolutely insane. So I think in this Cleveland game today, you know, Kyrie, and especially if Kevin loves out, Kyrie and LeBron are obviously the two highest-usage guys, so... You know, we'll talk about LeBron when we get there, but I think that both of those guys are in line for an uptick if uh, you know everything works.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Uh, so the, this is the the one thing I'll say. Um, speaking of Sacramento targets, and I mean they've sort of become the Philadelphia Phoenix of DFS uh, over the last two weeks. You know, they lost six and seven. We need probably take a look at um, how how much usage you can get out of J.R. Smith for fifty five hundred against Sacramento. What, what's your thoughts mm-hmm. there, and with the rest of the options that you want to sort of roster?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, J.R. Smith, if you look at his game log, the last four games, 27, 29, 28, 34 over on DraftKings um, for just above $5,000, basically getting you, you know, five to six and a half X value on a, on a daily basis. And at a price that's, you know, reasonable playing, you know, 35 or more minutes in, the, in these last couple games. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind some exposure to him. I mean, we know that shooting guard is a spot we like to pick on with Sacramento. So I think he's definitely somebody that's to play. Um, I also I I don't find myself wanting to spend up, especially if you know Jimmy Butler is out. Not that I was really going to use him anyway, but I really don't find myself looking to spend up here. Um, I think you have a lot of options in the mid range. You know, guys like Archie Goodwin and Booker. Not exactly a great matchup for him, but you know what? Um, you know, OKC plays fast. Everybody tends to score a little more, and it's not like. The Suns have a lot of guys that they can sub in for these guys anyway. You know, their rotation's pretty short. They're playing good minutes, so I think those guys are in play. Um, I think you can also look at a guy like Monta Ellis going up against the Los Angeles Lakers. I know the game logs aren't all that pretty, but, you know, he is a guy that does have that kind of upside. Probably more of a GPP play for me, but I think he's cheap enough where I'm going to be considering him a little bit tonight in that game. Uh, Especially with Rodney Stuckey out, you know, again, he's seeing more minutes. Um, each one more with Jimmy Butler out is obviously somebody you got to look at he's probably going to be very popular uh, he's kind of cheap still I think he's still below 5,000 but he's getting closer if I'm not mistaken um, I think he's like 48 or 4,900 and then uh, depending what site you're playing on if Tobias Harris is out again Evan Fournier is a shooting guard on some sites I know DraftKings he's listed as a shooting guard and he's only like 4,500 so Again, we talked about it. Whenever Orlando has somebody out, the other guys tend to see huge minutes. So if I'm going to get 30 to 35 minutes out of Fournier at $4,500, I'm willing to roll him. And, you know, same goes for Etwan Moore with Jimmy Butler out. Give me 30 to 35 minutes out of these guys at less than 5 k you know, I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him today.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense overall. So, um, you know, And Soro, I think we're seeing b- b- back here for me with the same sort of um, cases that you can make. J.J. Reddick and Jamal Crawford uh, equally priced at $4,900. Um, if I had to choose one, I think I would take J.J. Reddick, but I wouldn't be you know, um, because of the minutes. But they're basically doing the exact same thing in the same role. But J.J. Reddick is a better shooter. Jamal Crawford is a, is a more of a gunner. Um, because he gets to play point guard when he comes off the bench, so he can take his own shot rather than waiting for you know Chris Paul to get him his shot. But but you know Chris Paul is so good at finding him anyway; it's almost to me a wash. So uh, you had to choose one or, or the or the other for forty nine hundred in your lineup today. Which what do you choose?
2: I mean, I usually tend to go with uh, Jamal Crawford when I'm looking at you know those two guys together, um, just because I feel like he has more of an upside. Um, you know, neither one of them really does a ton else besides score. So that's really kind of my thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I, I think their limited GPP is only because they're so scoring-dependent, But it is against Philly, which you know you can always uh, make some hay against, you know, Nick Stauskas defense and the like. So uh, I'm okay with anybody who wants to take a roster flyer. I would go Reddick, but I'm not going to fault anybody who wants to go draw Crawford. I think it's actually a dead heat. So go with who you feel you you, you prefer. Both of those could be potential nice little yeah. snaps at under five.
2: And with with Austin Rivers hurt, they're both seeing thirty to you know thirty to thirty five minutes. So it's not like. You know, even though Crawford comes off the bench, it's not like he's not still seeing minutes. Mm-hmm. And when he comes off the bench, they basically just put the ball in his hand and say, "Here, go score, first big guy." So yeah. he his shot attempts are not are not down, and by any stretch of the imagination, and he's actually been in towards the end of the fourth quarter a little more lately. So,
1: uh, yeah, I definitely like it. Just some things to think about. Absolutely, we will move on to the small forward position. But before we do that, I want to let the pod listeners know out there: if you aren't subscribing to RotoWire.com, why not? Uh, We have a 10-day free trial still running for you. Uh, All you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash pod. Features include lineup optimizers for all the major sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer, up-to-the-minute depth charts, customizable league projections, optimizers for eight different DFS sites including all the major ones and sites like Fantasy Draft, Fantasy Score, and more. So make sure you take advantage. We've got complete draft kits for all the major sports uh, available in online and magazine format and much more. Rotowire.com slash pod. Go ahead and get your 10-day free trial. Let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. All right, we're sending you over to the small forward position. Let's go ahead and talk about who we can make a case for here uh, for the Monday slate.
2: Yeah, so in my cash games today, I think that Nick Batum is still a little bit too cheap. So he is in all of my cash games because at 6,700, I really like his upside. It's a good matchup for him against the Chicago Bulls. Um, He has been absolutely unbelievable lately. And I think for me, he is probably the best-priced option who's going to give you the best value return. So like I said, for my cash games, he's almost a lock. In tournaments, I still have a lot of exposure to him. The other guy who I want to get some exposure to is LeBron James. Um, Again, we talked about how Sacramento, high-usage players against Sacramento in games that tend to be incredibly high-scoring have been putting up some eye-popping numbers. So if you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, whether Kevin Love is out or not, you know, LeBron James is that kind of guy, that high-usage guy. So, you know, in a game where there's going to be a lot of missed shots, I see his rebounds up. In a game where there's going to be a lot of extra possessions, I see his assists up. Uh, he never has a problem putting up double-digit points. So I'm going to go ahead and, and Babe Ruth, um, you know, call out my shot and call a triple-double coming for, you know, LeBron James tonight. So I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him in cash and tournaments too. The only reason I don't have more exposure to him in cash right now is is because I just think Batum is so cheap that there's no reason to spend up if you don't need to spend up, because you can probably get 40 to 50 points out of Batum um, as easily as you're going to get 45 to 55 out of LeBron, and you're saving about 30% in doing it.
1: All right, Fair enough. I think it's those are super solid plays overall. And if they're, I mean, if my Sacramento Kings aren't going to win for me, I might as well take them. I'll take the players against them in DFS and try to you know make money on the on the flip side of, uh, of that there as well. Um, I think we still expect Stanley Johnson to get another start against uh, uh, the. Uh, toronto raptors here at home i believe they have had kcp scratch for at least three games so he's mm-hmm. still very reasonably priced at 5900 i still like getting some exposure there as well and uh mkg uh, is a guy that i'm so, also fine with there as well sort of different type of player we know stanley johnson's more of a scorer mkg's a little bit more of a swiss army knife the the production has fallen off the the, the past two games uh, overall for MKG. But the price is still very reasonable at 5400 And if he's actually going to draw, like, um, you know, uh, Doug McDermott or... Um, Tony Snell defense. Uh, uh, overall, I think he can. That's, this is a spot uh, with Jimmy Butler out of the lineup that we don't have to worry about where he, he him getting matched up on uh, up against the best defender. So he, he could bounce back in that spot. And then the last guy I'm sort of going to take a look at here, who has been um, pretty consistent overall um, over the past I don't know six games here. Although the production has fallen off just a little bit, is was Jeff Green who had that little hot stretch where he was scoring 21 points per game in, in three straight games. The, the, he's cooled off just a bit, but you know I like getting back. Involved at home against portland who we know um isn't a great defending team overall Aminu is supposed to be a, 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 a top-notch defender but you know jeff green can play a little bit of a three and a little bit of the four and he uh and he, especially with him coming off the bench could be more stretch four there as well which is a better matchup against myers leonard for him um so or ed davis so i think at least for gpps you can make a case for maybe getting some exposure if you want to save some cash with jeff green at 5500 All right, small forward is wrapped. Let's go ahead and plug the power forward position and talk about who's going to be manning the four for you today.
2: Yeah, um, I I like Thad Young uh, in that matchup against Denver. He's been playing pretty well lately. His last two games, he's gone for 42 and 46, had 34 before that, um, one bad game against Detroit, and then 33, 35 um, with Dallas, a little bit of a bad game against Miami, and 41 against OKC, so... He's basically gone five and a half X in six of his last eight starts um, for between 35 and 45 fantasy points. He's playing like 35 minutes or so as an average over there. Um, Has five double doubles in his last eight games. You know, has games where he's put up, you know, three or four steals and six or seven assists. So I do like his uh, his safety and his upside. You know, Denver's the team that plays fast. They struggle to stop big guys. So I think he's in a pretty good spot here. If Kevin Love is out, I like Tristan Thompson. I don't love Tristan Thompson, though, because he just went back-to-back games where he got the increased minutes, where he had 10 rebounds and 3 points. Last game, he had 15 rebounds and 0 points. So in sixty-three minutes, 64 minutes in his last two games, he's managed to come down with 25 rebounds, which is great, but he's only managed to come up with 3 points, 1 assist, 1 steal, and 2 blocks as the other stats to go with it. So everybody's going to be talking about him today if Kevin Love is out. I don't know if I love him, though. Um, I do like Markeith Morris a little bit. Me too. I uh, think he's still cheap, paced up matchup, you know, going up against your boy Ibaka defense. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that's viable as well. And then another guy who I think is a little bit sneaky that people aren't talking about. Have you checked out Marvin Williams' game logs lately?
1: I have, and they've been pretty solid overall. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually you know we we've talked about this overall and this is probably going to change a little bit when Al Jefferson gets healthy because we could have like a a more um, you know uh, clustered roster with uh, Kaminsky and Cody Zeller sort of taking away some power forward minutes but in the meantime this guy's going to continue to play. Um, you know, very efficiently with 25 to 32 minutes overall, you know, double-doubles in two of the past four. And then one game where he didn't double-double, he scored 27. They're for good for 38 fantasy points. For 5,300 in that price range, is very, very reasonable overall. And the price is still, you know, has ticked up to 55, but we know that the, um, the power forward position is one that's gotten thinner for Chicago. So I think you could definitely make a case. On the flip side of that, I'm okay with Taj Gibson. I would take Marvin Williams for 55 over Taj for 58. Um and but if you wouldn't, really needed to step down like you tried you're trying to roster cousins and Westbrook in the in a GPP or something like that um, Bobby Portis who's been playing 28 minutes and you know meeting value you, you're really only going to get something in the low 20s in terms of fancy points for him but we're talking at 4300 right now at this price tag so it could be a nice salary saver if you feel confident about the extra dollars it's going to save you and you'll get the return on the on the backside of that so uh, something else to pay attention to there. All right, um, anybody else you want to make a case for before we move on to center?
2: Uh, Not really. I mean, you know, some of those guys that we mentioned I think are just in too good of spots to really mess around with some of the other cheaper options. Gotcha.
1: I'm with you there 100%. You're getting to home run GPP territory if you go beyond the recommendations that we just featured there as well. And speaking of features there, sometimes people um, are business owners and they need to feature a website for themselves and they might not have one. So if you want to get one, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day so when you're running your own business, you're bound to be too busy, too busy to worry about the budget, the schedule, appointments, or to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to WIX.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's go ahead and talk about our stunners at the center position here. They're going to hold it down for the Monday slate.
2: Yeah, there's four or five guys that I'm looking at. Um, Basically, there's two tiers that we're going to talk about here. If you're willing to spend up around $8,000, I think the guys that you need to to decide between are Brooke Lopez, um, who's been putting up, you know, 40 to 50 fantasy points going up against the Denver team. High pace, you know, Denver's offense. And, I mean, Denver's defense, not all that great. Brooke Lopez being a big part of that Nets offense. So I think he's viable. Um, we got DeAndre Jordan going up against Philly. Uh, We know that Philly's a team that doesn't, you know, their big guys normally aren't guys that rack up a ton of rebounds, although Okafor had like a 17-rebound game out of nowhere in his last. Um, For the most part, their centers and their big guys get a lot of their shots blocked and also give up a ton of rebounds, which is basically what DeAndre Jordan does, is rebound and block shots. So I think he's viable for the same price there. And call Anthony Towns at 8,200. Going up against the New Orleans Pelicans, one of the worst teams to guarding, you know, centers. Or Technically, I guess he's a center or power forward, um, you know, the, depending on how they match up with him. But I think he's got a good matchup here. I think he's in a good spot. And we all know he's been playing incredibly well uh, with Pekovic and um, Kevin Garnett both hurt. He's seeing extra minutes, him and, uh, you know, Gorgi Dang on the court at the same time. And then, you know, then next year, when you step down, you have guys in like that $6,400, 6500 range, you know, like Gorgie Dang and Miles Turner, you know, Turner going up against the LA Lakers. We all know that's a great matchup, you know, at 6,300, you need like 32, 33 out of him, which is around what he's been putting up in most of these games, even with Jan Mahini back, you know, you and I were talking about earlier, he's still getting the start of power forward. So he's still going to be a big part of that offense. And, um, You know, Roy Hibbert is probably out for this game too. So, you know, that the front line is going to be really, really weak for that L.A. Lakers team. So, I do think that, um, you know, Turner is in there. And I also like, you know, Gorgie Dang, as we said, you know, him and Towns have basically been putting up like dueling double doubles every game, dominating the paint. And Minnesota actually looks like they, they might have found something inside with these two guys working together. So, I think that's the next level that I'd come down to. And those are pretty much the five guys. Oh, and you also have... I knew there was a third guy at that level. You also have uh, Nikola Jokic at that level who is coming off a game where he played a few less minutes, but this guy has consistently put up like 35 to 40 fantasy points in six of his last eight games. So I think he's a viable option that you got to look at in that $6,500 range too. So, you know, I think those are the two ranges of guys that you're looking at really for the most part. And if I had to rank them, I think I'd probably go... Towns, Lopez, DeAndre at the top end, and then very likely Dang, Jokic, Turner at the bottom end. Although I know other people would would disagree. How, how do you feel about those two tiers of guys I'm looking at and and the way that I rank them?
1: Um, the, m- mention the two again there as well because I was sort of pulling up a game log. I think you're talking about Miles Turner.
2: Yeah, well, Turner that sixty at uh, uh, DraftKings that sixty five hundred dollar price range. 63
1: for today, yeah.
2: Yeah, you have have Miles Turner at 63, Uh and then you have uh, Jokic at 65, and Gorji Dang at 65. Okay,
1: for for me, I I, I would rank them Turner, Jang, Jokic, okay? And Jokic is in a very good spot against Brooklyn and Brook Lopez defense. I just don't feel comfortable about 30 minutes. Which is what you know what you know you're know you getting from Miles Turner, and you're probably going to get a Gorgi Dang. The tiebreaker for Gorgi Dang uh, there as well is he's actually going to be matched up four on four, I believe, which is going to be against Brow defense uh, because we know the big cat, Carl Anthony Downs, is a center, and so he'll probably draw Omer Sheik unless they get smart and say, We want our best defender to be on their def- best defender. And then, you know, which we can't predict. I just have to go by what I think is currently standard right now, which would be Gorgie Jang versus, um, Brow, which I don't like as much as, um, Omar Sheik. So I would, I prefer Big Cat, not, a, not Jang today. Plus he's, you know, $200 more expensive than Miles Turner. And Miles Turner has the single best matchup probably out of anybody in uh, the LA Lakers who, you know, cough up a ton of points. So I would rank them, Turner, Jang, Jokic, based on minutes and matchups. Is that, is that fair, you think?
2: Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I said, I have Turner on, on the bottom of that list myself. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think all three of these guys are close, and I think they're all going to put up about the same amount of points. So. All
1: right. Uh, I, I'm with you there. Fair enough. One thing I will, will be paying attention to as well is, like, how much usage Tristan Thompson gets, who's probably going to be fill in center if, um, you know, uh. The, uh, the they start Moskov uh, along with him, and I think that you know everybody dominates against uh, the Sacramento Kings. And I know Tristan Thompson is primarily power forward, so and we're talking about centers. But just want to throw that out there. If we're gonna if we're gonna hate on my Kings, let's just do it the right way and hate all the way. Okay. Now
2: let me let me ask you a question because right. a couple people mentioned this to me, and I kind of said something on Twitter the other day, and some guy was like, "Yeah, but you know, Moskov is probably going to be starting." But for me, he's a guy who's not going to get you more than 20 fantasy points. So even at 3,600, which was basically the argument that or or the conversation that we had the other day, the guy was like, well, Mosgo has got to be a must-start, right? He's going to get me 20 points for 3K. And I said, well, he's a a viable salary saver, but it's not a must-start. And the guy was like, yeah, but that makes it 6X. You say 6X all the time. And I kind of wanted to talk about this because, you know, I mean, basically, here's here's the way I look at it. If a guy's priced between like 4500 and 8000 then yes, yeah, 6X is exactly what you want to look for. You know, if they, if they can get you 6X, it's going to put you on pace. But if I have a guy who's like $3,000 minimum price, I don't just want 6X out of him. If I'm going to play a guy that's minimum price, he's probably got to get me a minimum of like 25 fantasy points for me to be happy. So even if you can get... Mozgov at 3k if I don't think Mozgov can get me 25 fantasy points I feel like I'm leaving too much for the rest of the guys on my roster to do in order for me to wind up taking down a GPP um, and the same thing kind of works the opposite way at the high end I don't necessarily need you know 70 fantasy points out of a guy like Russ Westbrook at, at 11 and a half thousand dollars but I do need him to get me at least like 60 in order for me to feel comfortable of paying like 11,500. So at the bottom end, if you're paying for a guy who's like 3,000 to 4,500, I would almost use like maybe 7x as the minimum value that you want to get out of that guy in order for him to be safe. And I think you can you can give a little bit more leeway on the 6x thing if you're paying up at like 10 or 11,000 dollars for a guy, you know, you still need him to get you 50 55 60 fantasy points. But I don't think you need to look at a guy like Westbrook at 11.5 and say, if he doesn't get me 69, I- I'm dead because that's 6X. You know, if he gets you 61 or 64, you- you're probably still in a pretty good spot with him. So I think you got to be a little more stringent at the bottom end, and I think you can be a little looser at the top end. Mm-hmm. Um, 6X really works best for that middle range, like guys in like the 45 to $7,900 range kind of.
1: Yeah, I, I agree there as well. And and just a side note from that just, which is related but not related. Because I mean, I definitely love exposure to Phoenix because we were talking about the top total on the board, two sixteen and a half, and it is on the road. So Phoenix does have a chance to hang in this game. So it's not necessarily an automatic spot, even though they're you know they thirteen point favorites, Oklahoma City that they get blowed up. But um, but I do am concerned about some sort of you know blowout potential there. And so I'm okay with like an all around fade for GPPs. If you really are trying to create like an like a sweep the board match up there, uh, th- there's a good chance that like a GPP that wins does not contain Russell Westbrook in their lineup, you know, so, so, mm-hmm um you know that's something else that you should consider too because you know that there's going to be some major exposure from a lot of people in cash and gpps and it makes tons of sense in cash i'm sure you know but in gpps maybe you come up with a lineup that's you know mid grade at point guard and so you can roll some top some bigger options in some other spots um rather than trying to you know bank on another 67.9 yeah. and be with the rest of the field in in, in your tournament so
2: yeah like yesterday yesterday was a great example of this because the basically the only guy you could really pay up for yesterday was the marcus cousins the next most expensive guy was chris paul now a lot of people wound up paying up for the marcus cousins and he didn't have a bad game but he didn't have a huge game that would really separate you from the field you actually could have got more points by going down to chris paul and then instead of having to punt with, like, two or three $4,000 players to make Boogie fit, you know, you would have had enough money left over where you could have got two or three extra, you know, 5500 to $6,000 players. You know, maybe a guy like an Eric Gordon or, or an Alfred Payton who both wound up putting up, you know, 35 to 40 fantasy points. So you actually could have came down to... Chris Paul, I think the guys who won yesterday actually did fade boogie in that situation and come down to a cheaper guy like Chris Paul um, and and use the extra money in order to get themselves to the top of the tournament. And that's kind of what we're saying. It's not that we don't think Westbrook is solid and and isn't going to get 45 to 50 fantasy points, but, you know, at 45 to 50 fantasy points, you can get better value from a 2v2, you know, some some other guard and some other player at another position that's, you know, six or seven thousand as opposed to Westbrook and the three or four thousand dollar guy you would be forced to take in order to fit him in the roster. So when you're looking at your roster to try to find the most upside plays, you know, you gotta make sure you look at them in like two v two, not just one on one. Because yeah, if you come down from Westbrook to almost anybody, it's gonna be a drop in your projected fantasy points. Mm-hmm. But if the money that you save is enough that the guy you can come up to from the the punt play you needed to fit westbrook might be able to get you more fantasy points than you're giving up you know it still makes sense for you to do that 2v2 trade
1: all right, fair enough. I see it. All right, uh, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up this show here because we're going to press um, stop on this one and record the Tuesday edition of the Rotowire Fancy Basketball Podcast here in a, in a few moments. Thanks, for everyone, to, uh, for listening. Don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at Josh FS And uh, tune in uh, once uh, you're ready to set up your Tuesday lineups right here in the same spot in your podcast feed and on uh, on the website, rotowire.com slash podcast for the Rotowire DFS podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.